This, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts. David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. May 4th, 2013. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Chuck Morrison, Mr. Jonathan. We are back live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This week, it's Derby Day, the Kentucky Derby today, and we have the winners. We have them already in advance. We, we know are the winners. the winners. So you're going to want to listen to this because we're going to actually tell you who's going to win. You can bet on it. You can make money. It's just like the sports book on Back to the Future with a new in advance who the... Um, teams were going to win and who the yes. horses were going to win so we have that here Biff. and speaking of going back in back to the future and back to the future um we're giving away a delorean and we have the delorean parked right outside this window next Literally to us stopping traffic people are getting out of their cars horns are honking they're yep. taking pictures, taking pictures forgetting it. that their car is running yeah. in the road it's a whole thing going on here and this is all because of Two Guys Smoke Shop's 28th anniversary. We do this crazy anniversary party every year. Uh, this year is not till September 25th, but today is the day that we begin to sell the tickets, or we finish selling the tickets. We'll see how that, this works out. Um, we're going to give away a DeLorean, and we'll tell you all about that, too. Also, we're going to smoke two very special cigars today, two Padron cigars that nobody has ever smoked before, that including including the Padrones themselves. That is correct. They've never smoked them. Wait till you see this, and how crazy can this be? And the Padrones are probably listening, saying, what the heck is going on? So we'll explain that before they <laughs> well, end up shutting us off. Hold your horses, George. Hold your right. horses. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Chuck. Mr. Jonathan Rich in the studio. We're here live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority Whoa. on the United Cigar Retailers Radio He's doing Network. this without paper. Go ahead. <laughs> this is why you we watch are the broadcast. the only radio show that broadcasts on location each and every week. We insist that you smoke along with us because you know what? We are actually smoking cigars here on the show. We're broadcast in syndication on seven radio stations up and down the East Coast. You can tune in on just about any AM station. You can catch us on thecigarstation.com twice on Sundays where they'll replay last week's show for us from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. You can hit us up on iTunes where you can set it and forget it. And you can always go to thecigarauthority.com and catch the webcast as you see it right here live and in person. Yeah, baby. Wow. Wow. Thank you. After Thank three you. years. I Nailed it. it. You know what? Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> we are standing up right now. This is a standing ovation. Thank you. Three Thank you. years. I just got sick of listening to the crap you guys are giving me about having to read it. And it turns out I'm not as good at reading as I am just off the cuff. So yeah. I just did it. Wow. That was great. You got it. I nailed it. That <laughs> Three years of saying the same thing over and over without a piece of paper in your hand. He's got it, and he, he, I don't think he left the thing out. You were kind of checking. I was work. checking. I was, uh, I was doing the note facts here, and, and he nailed it. Everything. I felt the pressure, and I, and I tend to be a pressure player. So Awesome. Thank My you for making me step it up, boys. Home run. Yeah. 
My God, so you guys got it all. It was nice. It was now done, I can, done now I can hit the seconds. show up for a raise. I can go from $0 to yeah, double it. $0. Double it. Double it. I, I say we Promote don't. yourself, too, while I, you're at it. I think I'm going to. Here we go. I haven't figured out a title yet. Yeah, work on that. So uh, it's about a whole bunch of things to show today. A whole bunch of things going on. First and foremost, you can't help the, the white elephant in the room, a, a 1982 DeLorean five-speed. Which is the rare one. The rare one. It's out there. The, the, uh, There's only 9,000 made, yeah. which is rare. Yeah. Then the rarest one, five-speed. five-speed. First telescopic, a fully adjustable steering column yeah, ever. A lot, a lot of firsts. In any car. Yeah, a lot of, lot of firsts on there. Wow. The gullwing doors are open. People are going by. It's a beautiful day here in New Hampshire. It's a little chilly, but it's a, it's a sunny, nice, nice day uh, to have the DeLorean out. It's on the red carpet. It's got the stanchions all the way around it. Stanchions? Stanchions. Stanchions. And uh, people are taking their pictures with it. And it's, uh, it's definitely an eye catcher. Driving it down the street is uh, turn heads for sure. You got to listen to the, hey, got a flux capacitor in there. Doc, doc. You know, <laughs> Great uh, stuff. Yeah. All, all kinds of stuff like that you have to listen to. But, um, now, do you have to listen to Huey Lewis when you drive that? Or is that like. It's actually the station t- tunes right to it right, every right. time. It just, just has it back How's the radio in, in that thing? It's a uh, cassette deck, yep. radio with the AM-FM cassette deck. Which was a big deal in the oh, 80s, yeah. to have your own cassette deck in the car. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. bomb. Now, wait, 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 I'm sorry, what were you guys saying about the stick shift? Adjust, you know, telescopic. Oh, okay, and, right. And goes right. up and down. On the, have, on the steering column. Yeah. Right. And, but uh, it's about the five-speed, though. It's a five-speed, which is the rarest of the I rare. I didn't know that. Yeah. And... Uh, Reverse is tough on it. You got, you got, is it the pull-up or the push-down? It's the pull-up. Pull-up. Oh, and pull. like back towards you? Yeah. Yeah. So you got to yeah, pull it hidden. up. Tough one. We had uh, John Carney uh, take it for a ride uh, when he was here last week, the week before. Yeah. And uh, he drove it down the street. And Mr. Pull- Jonathan, you mean? Mr. Jonathan. Incorrect. Yeah. And he pulled up next to um, a mailbox. And now he went to back it up and he was going to turn around. And we were waiting for a while saying, where is he? Well... He just couldn't get it into reverse. He couldn't figure out how to do it. He got out of the car and he pushed the car. No but way. <laughs> he had to push the car back and he couldn't figure it out. But it works fine. You just have to know how to do it. That's how cars were in the, in the 80s, that, uh, 70s and 80s, that they all had their little thing. Yeah. You know, so you wouldn't have to worry about somebody stealing it because unless they knew how to pump the gas yep. twice and hold the steering column right. up, whatever, <laughs> to get it going. But it's got, it's got those little things. 10,000 original miles on it. Um, I've put on, I, I, I set the regular thing up to see what I did, about 230 miles on it so far. Wow. I have till September. I, I, I uh, hopefully will not take it over the 10,000 mark. It's 10,000 something right now, not 11,000. Um, and the person that gets it, gets it. So uh, the anniversary party is something we've been doing since our eighth anniversary, our first anniversary party. So this is the 20th anniversary of anniversary parties. That's right. Even though it's the 28th anniversary, the first uh Seven years we didn't do it, um, and uh, it was '93 um, was the first one. Our I was entering high school. I was a junior yeah. or a sophomore, and we had Red Owl back. That was the big thing. Yeah. And um, locally, uh, Channel Four, Five, and Seven, NBC, CBS, uh, ABC, uh, they were all there at the party filming it. It was a big deal. The teasers on the news that night was showing him walking in there and stuff, and uh, it was a big, big deal. And um, he went up and must have did a speech for about an hour telling stories uh, about uh, Celtics starting off. Speaking of the Celtics, big game yesterday they lost, but uh, very exciting game. I'm not the biggest Man, sports guy. I wish guy. I was a hockey guy. 
Boston. Yeah, let's get it caught that. The Boston Celtics hockey team, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the anniversary party is Wednesday, September 25th. You will, uh, upon entering um, the anniversary party, which is the Burroughs in Haverhill, Ward Hill. Uh, Haverhill, Ward Hill, I get confused. Technically, Bradford slash Ward Hill. Ward Hill is a little sect of Bradford. Bradford is a small little mini town off of Haverhill. Has its own fire department, but not its own police department. So what? And it has its own post office. But it's Haverhill, right? Technically, it's Haverhill. Yeah. When you vote in Bradford, you are voting for the mayor of Haverhill. Of Haverhill. And what is Ward Hill? Ward Hill is a hill in Bradford called Ward Hill. It's a couple of little roads. It's an. If you were writing park. them a letter and you were mailing them a letter, where would you mail it to? You would mail question. it to Ward Hill. The no, it'd be Bradford, Massachusetts. I never said Bradford at all. I see things that say Haverhill. I see things that say Ward Hill. I've never seen anything that say Bradford. It's Bradford, man. I yeah. get up there. All right. Confusing. But anyway, um, um, I lost my train of thought. Oh, you, you're going to go in on the 25th, 6 o'clock. The doors are going to open. As soon as you walk in, you're going to get 15 great cigars, right, to start off with. Uh, as uh, you go into the cocktail hour, the first hour is cocktail hour. Um, then the doors open into the main dining room where you uh, run for your seat. And uh, we'll have about 500 people total. I think we're selling 400 tickets to it. And between uh, special guests and things like that, another 100 people. So the manufacturers and things like that, uh, 500 people. You grab a seat. There's 500 seats. If you, uh, Is it assigned I, seating? No. If you buy a table of 10, you have a reserve table of 10 that you're assigned. That's the home run. Yeah. If you can pull that off, that's what you want to do. Uh, if you can't, you make a, a straight line to the manufacturer you want to sit next to. So, for instance, George Padron will be there, and George Padron's going to be sitting at a table, and there's nine other seats with him. If he's the one you want to sit with, you run to the George Padron table, and it, it won't be like he's sitting with other manufacturers. Rocky Patel's sitting there, nine other seats with him, run to there. There's other tables that just have ten seats. So if you've got four of your friends that are going, you need to find four seats together. You run to Padron. That's already taken. You've got to, you know, yeah. so you've got to figure out what you're going to do. It's a little, little uh, you've seen it. It's I mean, crazy. At the, at the very beginning awesome. when, when that opens, it's, it's a crazy free-for-all. And uh, I didn't realize it was like not assigned seating. So when I see everyone dashed in, I'm like, yeah, relax, but, guys. Now I understand. It's yeah, like strategy. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to sit next to Padron. You know? yeah. um, or they want to cer- certainly sit with their three buddies. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't happen unless they, they gear up and say, okay, I'm not going to go for the manufacturer. I'm going for four seats together. Yeah. You know, what do you want to do? Well, I want four seats together, and I want to sit with Padron. Tough one. You better be one of the first guys in line to be able to pull that off. So 15 different manufacturers. You'll sit down to a five-course dinner, and as the night goes on, uh, there'll be eliminations. And we'll eliminate groups of people. As you go in, you'll, you'll get a, a, a team, one of the teams. You'll automatically reach in. You'll get a team, and the guy next to you will have be on a different team. It doesn't matter where you're sitting. Uh, but it does matter as elimination happens. As a team gets eliminated and the team will be one of the cigar brands, one of the manufacturers reach-ins, eliminates one of the teams, hopefully their competitor and not themselves, and that team is eliminated. But it's not over. You think you're eliminated and you're out? Not necessarily because there's a little raffle that comes on towards the end of the night where somebody is brought into the last group. 
So you got a chance to, to make it all the way through. You're going to know somebody that's in the last group anyway, and people hang in and uh, have a great time, and somebody walks away with the grand prize, which this year is a DeLorean with 10,000 miles on it. So uh, it's always fun, and the, and the fun thing is trying to figure out now what are we doing next year so we can probably tell people that night like last year, we actually did a little video presentation on the DeLorean because we actually had it in hand. So actually, we're, we're thinking now, what are we going to do next year? Haven't even pulled this one off, but what are we doing? Today is all about selling the tickets. Uh, last year, it took two days to sell all the tickets. We're going to try to pull it off in one day this year. Uh, just before the show started, I uh, called all three stores and asked Can them... Can just turn my mic off for one second, Chuck? Yeah. Asked them... Uh, how are we doing with numbers? And the answer is uh, we're at about 100 tickets sold right now. We're two hours and 15 minutes into the sale of it. We have 100 tickets sold with uh, 300 tickets to go. And I know all three stores are uh, selling the tickets as it's going on. So uh, we'll keep this, keep this up and keep this going. Um, okay, uh, so that's the, uh, the two guys' 28th anniversary. We have... Um, uh, a cigar to smoke. Uh, we have special cigars today. Uh, these are absurd. Everything okay? Everything all right, Mr. Jonathan? You had to take a phone yeah, call? Yeah, I got a text from uh, my half-sister saying that she had heard a Sophie was hurt last night and making sure it wasn't my Sophie. So I texted my wife and my Sophie. My Sophie got back to me. It wasn't my Sophie. Okay. Just a Sophie? Yeah. Just and this- Let's just randomly find out, you know, text people while they're on the radio I heard that your Sophie was hurt. So you got nervous. I was crapping my pants right here, okay. full, full cold sweat. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's Sorry good. to take a call, but nope, that's it was okay. an emergency. It was an emergency, or maybe could have been an emergency. Could have been one. Okay, <clears throat> uh, so we're going to uh, smoke cigars, and the first cigar of the day, and if, if you're listening, uh, you'll, you'll have a uh, question mark in your head, what is this all about? Uh, Padron will be celebrating next year their 50th anniversary. The golden anniversary, the 50th anniversary of Padron. So how are they going to do this? What are they going to come out special? Believe it or not, I had the honor to be asked by George Padron to help him come up with some ideas. Yes. Of course I'm not going to come up with... Uh, well, someone got a couple nice. tickets to the anniversary oh, party. Was that 10? Is that a table? 10 tickets. Table of 10. There we go. All it's right, we're at 110 tickets sold right now as far as we know. Um, so Padron says, um, how do I... Um, you know, come up with some ideas, come up with some crazy ideas. I have not given them the ideas. I have a bunch together, but we actually wanted to try some of these ideas before presenting them to them. Let's see if it's any good. Maybe it's going to be ridiculous. Well, Padron has all Nicaraguan cigars, um, tend to be on the fuller-bodied side, dark tobaccos, yep. and where it's the golden 50th anniversary, um, you thought... Um, to a golden Connecticut shade wrapper yes. on a Padron. So a Padron Connecticut, golden-colored, beautiful cigar. And, and the problem is you can't just call up George and say, George, I need you to make me a box of Connecticut shade. Well, I mean, he doesn't have a Connecticut shade wrapper, so he's just got his Nicaraguan stuff. So the, the key was, I, and I tried it with a couple of uh, house brand cigars. First, I wanted to know if it would be possible for me to deconstruct a cigar and reconstruct that wrapper on another cigar. And it was. It actually was a little easier than I thought. Well, it is uh, not as as bad as I would imagine. 
Uh, you did a good job. You steamed the wrapper to be yep. able to get a wrapper off another cigar, and obviously you picked something nice uh, to take the beautiful wrapper off of. You took the wrapper off the Padron. Yes. The original wrapper that was on it. You didn't pick a regular stock Padron. This is the Padron Anniversario 1964 Connecticut Shade. The Golden Connecticut Padron 1964. If the people that are watching on the video of it, you've never seen this before. These are, these are Padron Connecticut's. Uh, not sanctioned by the Padron family in yeah, any they, way. They don't know about this, so yeah. no one tell them. And they get, they're probably a little pissed off right now. But <laughs> <laughs> this is not them doing it. Uh, the, the caps are kind of beat up a little bit. Yeah, you didn't I don't do... have the cap tool. Yeah, There's a little thing to make the cap tool. But I'll tell you, other than that, I mean, the cigar looks, it still looks box-pressed. The, the, the uh, regular whole body of the cigar is well done. It's not patched together or anything. It, it, it's pretty damn good. So uh, I'm going to take one of them. This has uh, never been smoked before, never been done. The Padron Anniversario, 50th anniversary, Connecticut, <laughs> made by Mr. Jonathan. Once again, I want to uh, nice job, preface this by saying Padron has not sanctioned this in any way, allowed us to do it or anything. Our apologies <laughs> in advance um, for um, messing with your cigar in any way because you're talking about a company that uh, has been out there since 1964 and receives lots of awards of their cigar. And here we are. Messing uh, with it. Messing with, <laughs> messing with perfection. Uh, but I'm just going to cut the cap off this, which came off it very easily. Yeah, not a whole lot of glue there. And there's yeah. no, I, I'm still learning about the whole capping thing. We're going to light the cigar with, uh, what, it, what this is This is the triple jet Cyclone, huge tank. By Vertigo. Three jets. The, the tank never seems to run out. I mean, it, look at the size of that tank. This is a small lighter. This will fit in your pocket pretty easily. But the tank just never seems to run out. And it's a big flame coming off this. Triple jet flame. Typically, on a, on a stock lighter, it's $15 on average per jet extra. So you're looking at, let's say, a regular lighter coming in at 50 bucks with one jet. You add two jets to that same lighter. It's another $15. You'd be at 65 You add another 15 and you're at $80 to get to a triple jet. So that the cheapest triple jet in the store usually is 80 bucks. This... Ten bucks. What? Nine ninety nine. Nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Vertigo triple jet. I've been using this lighter this week. This particular lighter, about a half a tank is gone. Wow. You know I chain smoke. I go all day long. About a, and every time I click the button, a triple jet pops up. It's not like uh, let me click it four times before before having it. Doesn't heat up. It's an amazing ten dollar lighter. It's so amazing. They're selling like crazy. Uh, it's what I've been using. And uh, what more can be said about a $10 lighter? Not much more. $10 lighter. $9.99. Vertigo. It has a name to it? The Vertigo. Cyclone. The Vertigo Cyclone. Yeah, it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it is. Love that sound. Now, I apologize. Yeah. You may have a little trouble getting your wrapper, your um, band off. I may have kind of glued it on to the cigar. <laughs> I'm no. not a professional. Uh, Padron has a double band. One band is uh, with a number on it because they track every single cigar they make on a Padron Anniversario so that nobody um, forges it, nobody right. Uh, right. fakes it. So uh, very interesting. Padron Anniversario Connecticut Shade. 
No one's ever smoked this before because they don't make it. Well, I did. I, I smoked two of them already because I had to test them. Yeah. You know, make sure the combustion Quality was right. Quality control. I'm a master blender now. So. so let me tell you a little about Padron. Palado Cigars Incorporated. That's the company. That is Padron. You know that now because you buy from them and mm. you're the buyer and everything. Most people don't know that. Privately held company, family owned, produces Padron Cigars brand in Nicaragua. At one point they were in Honduras in Nicaragua. Uh, years ago they pulled out of Honduras. They're just in Nicaragua. Commonly known as Padron Cigars, the company was founded September 8th, 1964 in Miami, Florida by Cuban native Jose Orlando Padron. Uh, met him, spent a lot of time with him, uh, not bilingual. He doesn't speak English. It's a, it's a tough thing. Uh, but, boy, he's a guy that uh, in his uh, middle 80s right now and uh, smokes cigars all the time. He is the patriarch of the family. There's no doubt about it. He's the boss. And uh, he's the man. He is the man of cigars. He gets all the respect in the world from everybody, as he should. Uh, nobody would mess with his cigars except for Mr. Jonathan. You know, and to, to his credit, I've I've dealt with both boys, Jose and Orlando. Yeah. And gentlemen, they answer the phone Who's when Jose? you call. Who's Jose Padron? George, I'm sorry, George. George okay. George Padron. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, George. Yeah. <laughs> J-O-R-G-E, which yeah. is Jorge. George. Yeah. Um, I've dealt with both of them on the phone. I deal with them every month. And very, very appreciative of the business. Mm. They will talk to you, take the time. I mean, these are two people that I consider rock stars of the cigar world. Sure. Yes, I'm nervous are. talking to them. They're regular people. They understand that I'm the customer. You know, they'll make sure that they take care of me in any way. When I started, I had a lot of questions, and they dealt with me very professionally. No putting airs on. So, to their father's credit, he raised two oh, good yes, boys. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, Padron Cigars managed by three generations of the Padron family. That's what you'll see if you go in to see them into Miami. Uh, it's all family. Just about everybody in the place. His last name is Padron. Leadership is Jose Orlando Padron, and George Padron is the president of the company. The company controls all aspects of cigar producing, including tobacco growing, sorting, processing, cigar manufacturers, and distribution. In fact, the Padron family takes great pride in their sales force, which is handled by them themselves. They have no sales force. They're the only cigar company, the only one in the world that actually has no sales force. Wow. They handle it themselves. No reps. When I call, I get one of them. Yeah. I have a question about something, I get one of them. You guys might not know the answer. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but do you know how many employees they have? I don't. I, I'm guessing it's in thousands. hundreds. Yeah. Thousands. Thousands, yeah. In, you know, especially in, in uh, Nicaragua where they roll the cigars. In the U.S., you know, maybe there's 50 to 100 people yeah. in the U.S. And but thousands. no sales force. None. Wow. None. Interesting. Uh, they show up at the trade show. It's just them standing there, and they have a big, beautiful booth and everything. But they have no sales force. They are lean and mean. Uh, I, I can, and I know every manufacturer looks at it and says, "Can you imagine the profit? Because you don't have a sales force and the savings. You know, uh, you don't have to deal with labor costs." And but uh, they they don't they don't they're not foolish about this. They take that money that they're saving on the reps that they pay a guy commission, whatever, go out and do his sales. They put it into aging their tobacco. It's yeah. not they're not sitting on the wealth. Yeah, they are using <laughs> the money and rolling it back into the business, which is why. Every single time you pick up a Padron, unless I've re-rolled it, it tastes exactly the same as the one you smoked before. Yeah. I mean, exactly the same. The, um, 
the tobacco they use is well-aged. I was there in Nicaragua with them and uh, spent a few days there, and uh, not a lot of people have, and uh, saw the operation. They roll the cigars, and then they sell the cigars. They're not about aging a cigar after, it's, after they uh, make it, the cigar. They send it to the U.S. with a box press in the U.S. Yeah. Um, where they package. All packaging happens in the U.S. In, in Miami. They send them on trays and then package here. Um, to make sure the quality is perfect when it goes into the box. It's the last chance they look at it. But they don't age the cigar after the cigar is, is made, typically, because the age of the tobacco itself has been aged so well. But there's a lot of cigar fans that actually age the cigar once they get it. Yeah. They write the um, bottom of the box when they received it, and they rotate their cigars. Because I'll tell you, and I've said it to, uh, to George before many times, a Padron cigar is so fantastic as you get it. But when you age a Padron cigar, it goes from exceptional to phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it goes to another level. Yeah, it's you, past, past next level. It's the level beyond the next level. The consumer has to do that themselves. When, when they age it, do you recommend that they age it within the box? In other words, Within the it, box, yep, yeah. Don't open yeah, it. buy a whole box and age it just like that. Keep yep. it within it when it's boxed. Not a couple singles here and there and yep. stuff. It, it's, it's so worth it. It's unbelievable. If you, you, you end up saving a box for a year or two, oh, my God. You have a different uh, thing going on. Um, George Padron was born in 1920. In 1926, Jose Padron uh, was born in 1926 in Cuba. That's the brand, uh, the 1926. The line, yep. Uh, 1964 refers to um, the year that the operation started in the U.S., 1964. 1926 is when, when he was born. So uh, that would make him 80 what? You're asking Six, the wrong guy, dude. Three, 87 years old. 87 years old. Bob just came in. Um, and he fled Cuba in 1961, and when he came into the U.S., um, he was looking for a job, and, a, and a, um, a friend gave him that small hammer. If you've ever heard the hammer story, um, he was looking for money, and he says, here, here's a job. And he says, what's the job? He says, you get the hammer, and you go get a job. So he gets the hammer that somebody gives him, um, and with that hammer, he raised $600 doing some work. He took that $600 and rolled it into uh, Padron cigars, producing 200 cigars a day. That's how it started off, uh, making a cigar um, called Fuma. And uh, uh, Padron Fuma, the first one made, made completely from Connecticut broadleaf tobacco. Wow. That is something a lot of people don't know. So the first Padron is called Padron Fuma, made of U.S. Connecticut broadleaf tobacco only. Uh, today, it's a Nicaraguan cigar. Uh, Padron Company makes uh, three different cigars, all unique flavor. The regular Padron, we call it. I don't know if it has a formal name to it. Regular Padron, like the 2000s yep. and things like that. The Padron 1964 and the Padron 1966. They have won numerous awards, and uh, deservingly so. It is the most consistent cigar in the market. That's why it continues to... Uh, All right, stop the presses. Stop the presses. If you, if you were to baste your turkey with a, a gravy that you made from almond milk, that was the base of it instead of water, a little bit of sweetness, some, I'm getting some rosemary, and you were to base the turkey. Then, when so the you're turkey... Making a, you're making a turkey gravy. But you're making the turkey. You're roasting the turkey. Yeah. The gravy has very little to do with it except imparting some okay. subtle flavors to it. You take the turkey, you take the skin off of it, and you slice... Love turkey skin. Two millimeters off 
of that breast of the turkey, and you make beef jerky out of that, just two millimeters, and you dry that, that is what Padron Connecticut tastes like. And there's only two people that can disagree with you in the whole world. And that's Mr. Jonathan's Flavor of the Week, yeah. brought to you by MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com, with a, uh, a swing cruise coming to you real soon. Really? Um, I don't know about any of that. <laughs> June 7th. June 7th, swing cruise. Looking at it, it you know, you used uh, to already aged well tobacco, because even the line on it, it it's burning well. Yeah. <laughs> It's it took me. It took me a couple of tries. I used a couple of different wrappers. I don't know if we're getting into what I no, used. I don't get into that. I won't get into it. But I, I, I pulled wrappers off of three different cigars and did some test blends to to arrive at the one I used. It, it is. I'm enjoying it. Tell you the it's truth. It's very good. Yeah. He's never going to do it. By the way. You don't think so? No. It makes all the sense in the world because it's golden color. Yeah, it's something yeah. very different. You know, a one-time release of something, I think it's cool. Uh, maybe somebody that would, would uh, typically not smoke a Padron because it looks like it's heavier body and, you know, maybe would you try it. You could create it. a whole new um, level of Padron smoker with this. You could bring in so many people hungering for a lighter wrapper, especially if they made a regular production. It, is it is it much lighter in taste than what a regular Padron is? I don't think, I don't think it's. So. I don't think that it's lighter. It's got tons of flavor. It's the it's got the regular body that you're used to from Padron, just the lighter side. You're, you're able to pick up more subtleties because the wrapper's not. It's burning imparting. perfectly. It is. It's, it's that's the construction right there. That's Mr. Jonathan construction people. Don't be Mikey, messing with the Padron. Mikey, who, Mikey, who's actually a real roller, yeah, shaking his head. Shaking his head like, That's not that good. <laughs> Mikey, it's burning good. It's, it's burning well. And it tastes good. Yeah. You know, I, I would have asked you to do it, but you were otherwise occupied this week, and I needed it for the show. I, w I was wondering if it was going to taste very gluey because you'd probably put too much glue. Probably. But uh, there's none of that either. And, you know, I cut the, the cap was terrible. The but, cap is, a, yeah. is a practically a, an abortion. Yeah. <laughs> But very, very good. Very good. All right. So I think uh, we're, uh, we're enjoying the Padron. I say we go to break. When we come back, um, we have another Padron that has never been smoked before. Uh, you did it again to another cigar. We'll try that. We have the Kentucky Derby winners, the advance of the Kentucky Derby. We're going to tell you who's going to win. Old Fart Freddy is here, along with news from the asylum. This classic day in history as we get debonair with Mr. Chuck Morrison. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop 
for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium Diamond Crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark Molded Steel Box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. And we are back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, Kentucky Derby Day. Hey, new uh, new advertiser, Davidoff. Yeah, man. Yeah, Thanks baby. to the folks at Davidoff. It's awesome. Nice commercial. That was great. You made that voice sound like European. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Didn't sound like Mr. Jonathan at all, did Not it? Not at all. Like it, like it wasn't you. Uh, anyway, welcome <laughs> many, back, everybody. How uh, many takes did that take? Yeah. Oh, it was 
I did it in one shot. Yeah, of course you did. Pulled it right off their video. So we are smoking a very interesting cigar that uh, most of you, uh, actually nobody has ever smoked. This is the Padron 1964 Golden Connecticut Shade. Actually, this cigar came out so good. There's talk of doing Mr. Jonathan rolling events now. Nice. That's what was happening during break. It's already started. You you did a good job. I I can't. For for first time out, my God. It's burning well. It's tasting good. Uh, The key was combustion. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, I tried three different wrappers, and combustion is is so important when you're master blending like I do. This is the... um, the principy size of the um, Padron. <laughs> was it a natural or a Maduro? I started off with a natural. Okay. so it was- I wasn't sure if... Uh, they say that they just color sort the wrappers once and that everything's the same. Yeah. But I wasn't sure, so I, wa- I wanted to make sure that I went with what I thought would be the lighter blend if I'm going with a uh, Connecticut shade on the outside. It is a pretty cigar. It's, it's, it's pretty looking. Um, I was... Um, Years ago, nobody ever came out with a Connecticut Shade box press cigar. And the reason was that, that the wrapper was so thin, everybody was afraid if they're going to box press it, you're going to crush um, yeah. and, and the leaf is going to break and everything. But it ended up working on here. And we've seen some over the years, yeah. in the past couple of years, a few people have came out with it. I don't know if there's any uh, Grand Slam home runs. With I think, it. isn't the Hammered Sickle iconic? Isn't that going to be box-pressed? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think, think it's a, it is. Really? Hmm. No, I think it's a round cigar. You're thinking of Hermitage, which is the box-pressed. I think they did. The, I think it's like no. a blonde Hermitage. I don't think so. All right. I think you would be wrong. We'll see. Wouldn't be the first time. I smoked a cigar. Today. I smoked a cigar last year. Did you smoke this? Yeah, cigar? we smoked it on yeah? the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a round cigar. They're, uh, they're dissing Mr. Jonathan on the chat box right that now. That is, uh, oh, yeah. Perla Del Mar. Perla Del Mar now. Has come out, yeah. Box pressed. Um, what are they saying on the chat box? Uh, aren't you a turkey that turns into beef jerky? <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Isn't Mr. J a vegetarian? Uh, reformed vegetarian. Yeah, he, I was anti-growth he, hormone for a long time. Yeah, now you, now he's into everything. We just ordered some beach pizza for lunch when we get out of here. So yeah, we're, I'm all, all in. All deals are off. All, all of them. Although you've been eating better this week, losing uh, a couple pounds. I yeah. created a new diet. Off of a couple of different eating way, eating lifestyles, and I'm trying now to not combine meats and starches. Not so, that it doesn't happen. I'm it's also not, it's not new. There's, I'm laying off. It's called fit for life. Yes, that's one of that. That's what so, I where so I adapted have, it have, from. Yeah, you have created nothing. You took somebody else's I took a little diet, bit of that, and I I also and added you called it your own an exercise regimen. That it, it's like taking a Padron cigar, perfect right. in every way, and taking it apart and making calling it something. You know, yeah, you've stumbled across what I do. <laughs> I take the best of everything and I put it together, and then it's mine. Right. There we go. So one of the best things that's going on right now today is the uh, most exciting two minutes in sports, the king of sports, horse racing. I didn't know until last year I'd never watched the Kentucky Derby. Wow. Last year I was at a gig, and everything at the gig stopped. They put the TV on, and I'm like, this is awesome. I'm getting paid, and we're going to watch this horse race for hours, and I still get paid. I just They had me turn the music off. It was great. And two minutes, two minutes later, I'm back to work. It's yeah. over, everybody. Heck? Sports is over for today. <laughs> that was what we waited all this time for? That is it. The Kentucky Derby grade one stake race for three-year-old thoroughbreds uh, annually at Louisville, Kentucky, the first Saturday of May, uh, capping a two-week-long Kentucky Derby festival. 
This is the end of it, and this is how it ends. And it's going to be about 5 o'clock today at Churchill Downs, and it's uh, 2 k.m., 2 kilometers, 2 what? Sure. Uh, quarter mile, one and a quarter miles, one and a quarter miles. Colts and Gellings carry 126 pounds, and Phillies carry 121 pounds. So first off, what is a Colt? A gun? Nope. A Colt is anything? A male horse? A male horse. Okay. Wow. One point right there. So therefore, a, a, a Gelding. Female is- horse. I'm going to go with a female horse, Alec, for a thousand. That would be wrong. <laughs> Son of a. That would be a castrated horse. Oh. And every oh. guy right now is cringing just a little bit. Is, is that the same as the, a eunuch? They do that? They castrate the horse and it becomes the gelding. And a filly is a female horse who's also been castrated. So females can run too. Females can run too. And males. Uh, also call them uh, um, uh, a filly is a mare. The old gray mare, she ain't what it used to be, but the, the younger female horse is a filly, and the older one would be a mare, so these are fillies. And they all can race together. They all can race together. But the jock but is they, way different. But the filly can only carry 121 pounds. Of, uh, I mean, meaning the jockey's weight? The jockey's weight. If the jockey doesn't reach 121, they put bags of weights on them. When, when it comes to the, uh, the colt, they've got to be 126. So you put a 100-pound jockey on, he's got to have 100... You know, so He's got to reach 26, 126. Yeah, they all carry the same amount of weight, so it's fair. <sighs> or else that. everybody would just pick the lightest horse, the lightest right. jockey. So uh, every jockey on there is I... a jockey plus his weight. Wow. So he carries the jockey when you see him at the end that they ch- recheck their weight. Yeah. They carry their... Um, their gear with them. The gear with them. You know, the... Um, the saddle. Saddle and... and the thing. So me and the saddle weighs 126. Wow. Yes, it does. You win. You know, because after it's over, it's not over yet. They've got to make sure the weights, everything was cool. They check them after. It's almost like drug testing them after. Make sure your weight is 126. Wow. If the female horse wins, it's, it becomes 121. So they, they give an extra five-pound thing to a edge to, um, what do you want to call it? Like move the stake up if you were golfing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah the ladies' tee. Yeah. Ladies' tee. Yep. Uh, the race is known in the United States as the most exciting two minutes in sports or the fastest two minutes in sports uh, because of that is the approximate duration. Uh, it's also called the run for roses. The blanket of roses are draped over the winner, winning horse every single time. Um, the bed of roses that are on it, the blanket of roses, how many roses are on it? It's always 144. 153. 153 without going over. 564. And that's Chuck Morrison again, awarded the Kentucky Derby winner of the year. Um, it is the first leg of the Triple Crown, follows the, following the Preakness and the Belmont Stakes, Triple Crown. What's so funny? I just thought of the beef jerky on a turkey, and I <laughs> want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> because it's not that at all. So they've been running the Kentucky Derby for how many years? Uh, 127 years. When did it start? 127 years ago. 1875 started the Kentucky Derby. And you know what we should have done? We should have been prepared for this even more and, and drank the, the, the most famous drink that everybody drinks at the Kentucky ah, Derby. Which is Ray Charles wrote a song about the mint julep. The mint julep is correct. Wow. wow. He wrote a song called One Mint Julep. It's an instrumental. It's a rock and swing tune. Love that song. What is a mint julep? What, what makes up a mint julep? You know? I, I believe that it is mint 
crushed at the bottom of a of a thing. Yeah. And it's gin poured on top of the mint. Uh, it would be minted sugar, but poured on top is bourbon. Oh. Bourbon. It's disgusting. I would never drink it. You don't like bourbon? Not a bourbon guy. Uh, and they put it in ice-frosted glasses. So um, we have um, the first Kentucky Derby winner, 1875, uh, 2 minutes and 37 seconds. And um, Secretariat holds the record uh, in 1973 with a minute 59 seconds. That's fastest? Fastest. Minute 59. And uh, last year, a minute and one second. So it's, it's two, min- I mean, two minutes and one second. So it's two minutes. I mean, yeah. it's, you're not going to get much more than two minutes. Um, as uh, the Boston Marathon, not much more than two hours. Yeah. So that is the Kentucky Derby. And we have lots of uh, Kentucky Derby, lots of horses running the Kentucky Derby uh, this year. Um, when I, does it go off? Six o'clock? I think five. Uh, post time, five o'clock-ish? I think it's six. Six? I think it's six. Really? So you have time Find out. if you want to swing down when you're coming to get your anniversary ticket. Yeah, we have, we have a little action going on here. We have a Kentucky here. Derby action. You buy a United Cigar, yep. and uh, you put the United Cigar in the pocket of the horse you think is going to win. 624 post time. And if you win, you get all the cigars in, in every bracket. Right. So we have all the horses up there, and uh, I'll go over them very quickly to you as we continue to enjoy our uh, Padron Cigar. We have Orb, O-I-B. One of the favorites, six to one. Not going to win. Not going to win, no. Chuck? No? No. Verazno, V-E-R-R-A-Z-A-N-O. Verazno? Verrazano. Verrazano, Verrazano. It's 11 an Italian to, name. You should know that. 11 to one. Taking it. Yeah, not going to go. You like him. Chuck, I like him. Chuck right. says yes to say, be, say the name again. Verrazano. 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 Chuck right. Verrazano. It's a loser. Nope. Winning. Uh, Golden Sense is the favorite. Five to one, Golden Sense. Uh, also, not going to win. Well, it goes in theme with today's show. Ah, Golden Sense. Golden Sense. If Golden Sense wins, the jockey is Kevin Krigger. Kevin Krigger. He's a black jockey. If he wins, he'll be the first black jockey to ever win the Kentucky Derby. Cool. So, a lot of people paying attention to him. He is a favorite right now at five to See, one. I object to the whole premise of the first black anything because it puts the emphasis on. All the negative part of everything. He's an American. If he wins, he's an American. He wins. Congratulations. You no, get the it purse. Holds significance, though. I mean, come on. I don't think it does. Well, he'll be the first if it happens. So people are paying attention to that anyway. Java's War, 22 to 1. Kind of a long shot there. I like the name. Overanalyze, 14 to 1. Overanalyze will be my pick. Yes, David. That okay. I like it. Uh, this just in, by the way, from our correspondent on the ground at the Kentucky Derby. Uh, mint juleps are being sold for over one thousand today. One thousand dollars? Just says one thousand. So I think a thousand drinks. Over a thousand drinks will be sold. They're sold in silver cups with a gold stir stick at the Derby. That's on the ground, Mr. Adam Weeks at the Derby right now, and he's he's reporting back. All he's right. listening on nice his headset. Job. Thank you, Adam. Nice job. And he's not having any of them, right? Of course not. Okay. Um, another favorite, five to one favorite, uh, revolutionary. That's the winner. Whoa! Oh, Keith, Keith picks revolutionary. Keith, Keith. Mark that down. I got it. Keith, picks he's rev- wrong as well. He was excited about that one. He likes it. That's the winner. Next up is my. It's my lucky day. All one word. That's how they are. I like. I like. I like horses' names and stuff. Oh, it's, it's, nice. uh, it's is, my lucky day. Is, Eleven to one. Is it Hoof? 
hearted running this week? Hoof hearted. No. I don't know. No. <laughs> More, I just got that. More toilet humor by Mr. Jonathan. Black Onyx was next. It was scratched. All Black right. Onyx has been scratched. One of your favorite cigars. Yeah. Not. Not. Uh, Palace Malice. 26 to 1 long shot. Ooh. Palace Malice. Another loser. Come on, no. Navy. Line of Battle is next. These no. are great cigar names, too, by the way. Yeah. They, they would make good cigars. Line names. of Battle, 42 to 1 long shot. Uh, next is V-Y-J-A-C-K. Vijack, I would think, right? Vijack. Sure. Vijack, 43 to 1 long shot. Will Take Charge, 31 to 1. Will Take Charge. Normandy Invasion. She's a lot of war type things. Next here. one is mine. Frack Daddy. That's right. Frack Daddy's going to be the winner. Mr. Jonathan. Because it sounds like Old Fart Freddy. Frack Daddy, 15 to 1. Uh, my Loot is next at 14 to 1. Oxbow, 25 to 1. Fallen Sky, 49 to 1. Long shot, 49 to 1. Falling Sky. Charming Kitten, 32 to 1. Long shot. Golden Soul. There's another golden for the, for the cigar we're smoking right now. Yeah. The uh, 1964 Padron Connecticut. Connecticut. Golden Connecticut. 31 to 1 long shot. Fear the Kitten has been scratched in giant finish. And that is the, uh, the setup of it. So uh, Chuck's got Verrazano, Mr. Jonathan. Old Fart Freddy. Old Fart <laughs> Overanalyzes who I have. And... Um, that is it. So uh, that's, that sound means we have to go to break. Which we missed our Old Fart Freddy segment, but we're going to do that right when we come back at the top of the hour. Uh, we have news from the asylum. Gentleman Chuck Morrison gets debonair. And uh, yet another Padron that has never been smoked before, even by the Padrones themselves. Love it. We're messing with the Padrones. We're going to keep that up. We're screwing with Padrones live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking a Padron Connecticut, keep in mind <laughs> that the lid end should never, never go in your mouth. We'll be right back. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Two guys rock with a billion choices. It's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax. 
right, people. We've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado. Got a 91 rating. Plus, it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. She's a brick. How? What about It's Not Your Grandfather's Cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about Good to the Last Draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor in taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. This is the Cigar Authority. You're either in or you're out right now. The simple fact is, it's no laughing matter. The authority on everything cigar. It's like fishing with dynamite. In and out of the cigar industry. Are you smoking yet? This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to us. With your hosts, David Garofalo. I promise I'll do better at this job than I did on the SATs. Mr. Jonathan. I'm ready. I'm walking tall. I've been earning and burning, snapping necks, cashing checks. And Chuck Morrison. Now he's used to Big group, so make them feel like there's a crowd here. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Well, if you learned anything today, it won't be the truth. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. 
And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You never news have too much the, cowbell. No, no, the more the merrier. <laughs> we got news from the asylum. Gentleman Chuck Morrison gets debonair. New cigar created. It's never been smoked before. Oh, yeah. We're screwing around with Padron. And uh, I wonder what they think. They're probably not liking it, though. We're screwing around with Padron anyway. We're sorry, George. Uh, it's the freaking Cigar Authority. And who are we? Uh, to be messing with Padron, but we are live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Mr. Jonathan? That's right. You are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only cigar show that not only broadcasts on seven radio stations up and down the East Coast, we not only want you to smoke along with us, we insist that you light up and smoke with us. Unfortunately, today, that would be impossible because of the six Cigars that are different from Padron, we have all six, and we're keeping them to ourselves. We're sorry, guys. We are going to smoke something very special next. You can catch us right on thecigarauthority.com where you can watch this mess and see that not only are we really smoking cigars, but we've really messed with Padron. I mean, it's, it's on video. Yeah. There's evidence. Uh, you can catch us on iTunes where you can set us and forget it. You can catch us on the Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com twice on Sundays where they replay the show. And any of the webcasts you'd like to see, they're right on thecigarauthority.com where you can watch. And uh, it's our way of proving we light right up and, uh, and we're actually smoking. We really smoke on the show. I think we're the only cigar show, maybe the, any, the only show of any kind, any radio or television show of any kind that actually smokes during the show. Yeah. Because how do you do a cigar show without smoking cigars? You can make believe. You can say, let's light them up and Play not really sound light them up. And yeah, and make believe. Or you can really light them up. In order to do that, you'd have to do it on location, which is what we do every single week. And do it on location. there's glitches. Because there's glitches. we're on location. If you never listen to any radio show and they say they're on location, some audio drops and people forget to play bumpers and all that stuff happens. And it happens to us a lot because we're on location every, every single week. week. Every week. We'd right. love it if it was perfect, but unfortunately it doesn't seem like it's Last week was possible. perfect. Was it? It was. Yeah. Oh, good. Nice. All right. Beautiful. Terrific. Uh, we, Why don't uh, we? This is, the, this is the Connecticut. I hate to even put it down. But it actually do was it. very good. Don't do it. I got an hour out of it. Yeah? Yeah. We got an hour out of a Principe, Connecticut. Although these are expensive cigars, they are very well worth an hour like that. Yeah. I mean, fantastic cigar. Putting it down. Putting it down because what do we have here? We have. This is dark. The one and only African Cameroon Padron. The 1964 African Cameroon. And what size do we have here? This is the Principe as well. Principe as well. So same size. Well, did it start off? I'm going to give as you a, the one with the better cap, Chuck. Okay. Did it start off as a? Um, this started off natural? as a natural. Also, so this is the same exact cigar we had earlier. Yes. That was uh, a natural Padron uh, Principe 1964 Anniversario. Anniversary. Mine, mine has a little pigtail. I ran out of cap. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, applied to it, uh, the, the wrapper was taken away, yeah. and applied to it is a African, authentic African and camera And truth wrapper. be told, I had to keep using the Principe because you need a whole lot of wrapper in order to be able to put the wrapper on. I needed a little bit extra in order to be able to make it work. So I, there was only so many sizes I could pull from, so I had to go small on the one I was reapplying to and very large on the other one so I could get it to work. Now, besides the cap, which is awful once again, yeah. the rest of the cigar, uh, amazingly, looks pretty perfect. By the time I rolled these, I was 
fairly experienced at, ra at re-wrapping cigars. Because you did the Connecticut a few times I had times done the first. Connecticut. I had tried it on, on a couple of other house brand cigars, just messing around, seeing what it would take. And so by the time I got to this, I did pretty good. So uh, we're going to use uh, the same lighter we used last time. We are. This is the Vertigo. It still blows my mind. It's a triple jet lighter. Triple jet lighter. It blows my mind. The lighter is as small as it is. Bucks. The whole lighter is tank and triple jet. And a little mechanism. There's not a whole lot really going on. It's not a huge lighter, but, man, does the tank last forever. Cyclone. It's the Cyclone by Integral. Unbelievable. Vertigo. Vertigo, Vertigo right? Integral is the company we buy it from. Correct. Correct. And um, it's a Vertigo Cyclone. While we're lighting up and using our Vertigo Cyclone. We're not the only ones that have these. No, we're not. All good cigar shops are carrying those. Absolutely. Right? Okay. How could you not? How could you not? Really? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go right into Old Fart Freddy. We missed it in the last segment. Okay. Sorry, Freddy. He's texting me now going, what the heck? You promised my segment. Yeah. <laughs> He's so into it. He loves doing it. He texts? Oh, yeah. He texts. That's the thing he does, the, the technological thing. By the way, I got a count. We're at 200 tickets sold. Nice. nice. So we sold, we doubled sales within the last hour. So people are listening to this radio show. They're coming down. They're taking pictures, standing outside. We got a total of 400 to sell. We are at 200 sold right now. We sold close to 100 at the last year's anniversary party, so there's like 125 yeah. tickets or so okay. left out there. All right, so he, without further ado, here we go. It's time to go into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better, just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos, here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy taking it to the bedroom. Nowadays, there are options to keep a girl from getting pregnant. Condoms, the pill, even a pill for the morning after she realizes she forgot the first pill. In my day, her daddy could keep his little girl safe with a set of cast iron panties and two words. Shotgun. He had to be a man. Nowadays, people are searching the intranets for something called a one-night stand. I don't know what that is, but it doesn't sound right. In my day, we had tree stands, farm stands, and lemonade stands, but they all happened during the day and were out in the open because we were men. Nowadays, everyone seems to be trying to outdo each other with all kinds of kinky stuff. Can you believe that people are actually using spanking to spice things up in the bedroom? From leather to ping pong paddles, nothing seems to be off limits. It's just plain wrong. In my day, spanking was reserved strictly for punishing your kids when they acted up and for keeping your pet monkey in line. After all, we were raising men. We were chastity lockpicking, lemonade drinking, monkey spanking men. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging room cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try aging room cigars from boutique blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. Freddie, it's the Kentucky Derby today, and you are on week two without a horse reference. you have anything you'd like to add to your rant this week? Well, yes, I do. Save a horse, ride an old fight, preferably one whose name is Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey spanking Freddie. <laughs> Oh, he oh loves doing God. the segment. Loves it. Looks forward to it every single week. Well, how do the people at Aging Room feel about this? I don't know. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> they loved the first one. I'll just say that. And they haven't called and complained, so I'm just going to keep going you just with Freddie. pushing that line, man. All Dominican Aging Room. 
So uh, very, very interesting. Cameroon, uh, the Padron anniversary, 1964, African Cameroon. Something they have never used before, I'm sure. I'm sure. Something I have never smoked. Probably something they have never smoked. They don't mess around. I mean, all these years since 1964, they have three cigars. They have the regular Padron line. They have the 1964, and they have the 1926. They and have, you well, have they, and you in one day have managed to, to ex- almost double the, the extension. <laughs> they well, they have the high end stuff as well. All the different uh, the fortieth hammers, 80th, the 40th, yeah, all that. Those are very good. Uh, I didn't have the guts to mess with those. I just didn't. So I, I had to go with the the sixty uh, four. Next year is going to be their fiftieth anniversary. September eighth, two thousand thirteen. 2014. September 8th, 2014 is the Padron's 50th anniversary. They need to come out with something special. They kind of tickled my ear and said, you got any ideas? Uh, we're taking it serious. And uh, if we're going to give them ideas, which they're not going to take our ideas anyway, but I'm honored they, they even asked. But uh, we're going we're gonna to mess around and uh, try to come up with a whole bunch of different things and see if uh, cross our fingers and maybe they come up with something. Uh, now, I thought I had up. a winner with that Connecticut shade. This tastes phenomenal. This is the one I, I, had, I haven't smoked this one yet. I don't know what the combustion is going to be like. I don't know if we're going to end up with a tunnel or, or what, but it tastes awesome. What happens to Cameroon, it brings sweetness on. It brings sweetness onto a Padron. You wouldn't call a Padron sweet. Mm-mm. Padron is the cigar that I taste um, little, little raspberry, little bit of chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Raspberry chocolate type of thing. That's not what I get here now. I get sweet. This is a this is a sweet cinnamon and maybe a little bit of mandarin orange tea. That's what I'm getting out of it. Just so you know. Tea. Hmm. It's a little sweetness to it. It's very different. If I was blind tested this, I would not guess Padron. Uh, blind taste testing has just come to a whole new level now yes, that I know yeah, really. that I can take wrappers off of one thing and put it on another. Very, very interesting. It's a whole new thing now. So, um, what do we got? Uh, I'm a little lost here because uh, I messed around. Um, While you're uh, enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be a gentleman. Chuck Morrison, you ready for this? You need a gentleman. How to be a gentleman by our resident gentleman, Chuck Morrison. Is here and ready. He's here and he's ready to rock and roll, baby. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Pump up the volume. Gentlemen's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. I want to thank Mr. Jonathan for his help with this week's gentleman way a little disclaimer yeah just in case this goes very ugly <laughs> my boss stank and i mean he literally really? where are we bad. going is there something i should know here oh no you of all people are someone who i would just go right up to and be like listen dude yeah. <laughs> like, you didn't go heavy enough on the deodorant if that was the case it's a good point and it's it's an appropriate subject for today's gentleman way at the start of the day my boss would be freshly showered but by the end of the workday, a horrible body odor hung around him And I knew I wasn't the only person noticing this as other people in the office began mentioning it to me. The worst part, he was a really awesome boss, and no one could bring it upon themselves to tell him. 
I stressed about this for days, and then weeks had gone by. All the time, the gossip kept building up. I finally got up the courage to tell him during an upcoming check-in meeting. We spent most of the meeting going over things we needed to do, and then he asked, so was there anything else that we should discuss? The moment had finally come. I cleared my throat and said, yes, there's one more thing. At the end of the day, you have a really bad body odor. I realized you didn't know this or would have done something about it. Then I sat there absolutely mortified. Without missing a beat, my boss said, well, that's good to know. I'll put on my list to pick up a really strong deodorant. And that was it. The next day, no more body odor. On the surface, this doesn't seem like a big mistake, only a highly embarrassing professional moment both for me and my boss. My colleagues and I stressed about it for weeks, leading to who knows how many hours of lost productivity. My biggest mistake wasn't telling my boss that he stank, but waiting so long to finally getting around to it. Absolutely. This is a mistake that I've continued to make throughout my career without waiting far too long to deliver bad news to people. Bad news immediately. Immediately. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. I found it hard because it feels like I let people down when I have to tell them that they aren't good at their jobs. This affair taught me that people are far more resilient than we give them credit for and that we are all so much better to be forthright with each other to avoid hard truths. At the firm Altimeter Group, we use strengths finders as a foundation for our culture. This means focusing on what we are good at and using those strengths to shore up areas where we are weak. It also means that we have to be able to be honest with ourselves and each other when the job we are in is not a good match with our strengths. Life is too short for us not to be maximizing our strengths, and our culture gives me the courage to deliver the hard truths to dear and trusted colleagues on a regular basis. I hope you learn from my career mistake and take it upon yourself to share quickly something that you've been meaning to say. You'll be a far better friend and colleague for doing it, and I'll bet you'll kick yourself for not having brought it up sooner. Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair? Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, there's been a few times in my in my life in my career. Does the I've guy to have he doesn't say it in front of the rest of the colleagues, right? No, 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 no. no. Just pull one him on aside one. Very but scary thing to do. It is, but you got to do it. You got to. You got to just. And, and the elephants in the room. And, you, and you're a gentleman doing it. You're a gentleman doing it. If you do it the right way, you do it the right way, and you do it with immediacy. Yeah, you take care of it right away, rip it off like a Band-Aid, go right in, and just deal with it. Can you say with all due respect? You can say just about anything yeah. after you say with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said with all due respect. Yeah. <laughs> makes it okay. I wonder if anybody's got a story to say, yeah, I did this once, and two weeks later I had no job or anything like that. You know, it's, it's the, uh, the king has no clothes, right? Oh, my that's goodness, it. yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's uh, gentleman's, uh, The Gentleman's Way with Chuck Morrison and Debonair Cigars. Are you debonair enough to tell your boss that he stinks? No, that, would, that particular one would be a very tough one. I mean, there's, there's, there's other situations that I think would be easier than that one, but dealing, dealing with someone's personal body odor. And it, that particular story, I have a student who people complain to me that he stinks by the end of the lesson, and I, I never had the guts to go up and tell him I may have to now. I do have to. You have to. And, that would, and that's just a, well, a client, right? Yeah. He would be a client. Would, say we had that issue with a customer, would we dare say that to a customer? People are complaining, talking about him behind his back. I think you'd have to. Do, you're doing him a solid. You're being a gentleman and doing him a solid, saying. Pull him aside. I would I, want someone to tell me. Yeah. I think me too. Me, me yeah. too. Me too. 
Your breast stinks. You know, tell the person. Yeah, here. Would you like a mint? Do I need one? Yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. Your flies fact, down. You know? Right. Do it right then and there. flying low. Yeah. Yeah? You I dropped probably... your pocket. What? Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's good stuff here in the, in the gentleman's way. It makes you think, week. David, right? It does. It makes you it think. It makes you think. And I got a million think thoughts in my head of uh, things over the years that I should have did this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the time to do it is like right, deal with the right. dilemma as soon as it arrives. You do it with us as employees. You pull us aside and say, "It's a good leader." Listen, yes, this I, is the I, problem. I, w- I would say it too, and, and I don't mean this in a in a negative way, but that you're below me. But you know, you work for me, <laughs> right? And I feel like I can say it to somebody yeah. that that works for me. But if I worked for them, I would feel very nervous to say it. Or if they were a customer, a client, yeah, you know you. It's a person that's above you, and you do you have the nerve to say that? Uh, you could do it gentlemanly, too. You could be like, you know, uh, have you tried this new breath mint? Here you go. If they have bad breath, for example. Give them a case. Yeah, and keep the rest. Keep the keep rest. Keep the rest. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you. Yeah, very interesting. So uh, can't help but see uh, all the people walking by. The mailman just pulled in, and he stopped out and looked at it. I've got and the best view, guys. I'm looking yeah. out, and people are literally just driving up to two guys and uh, taking pictures with the car, and it's cool because they're coming in. This is truly an icon, this vehicle, and when somebody brought it to my attention and asked if I wanted to buy it, um, as they pulled it up and showed it to me and they opened those gullwing doors, oh. people pulled in across the street, walked across a four-lane road uh, to take pictures with it. It's, it's happening right in front of our eyes. It's the DeLorean, the DMC-12, commonly referred to as the DeLorean, as it was the only model ever produced by that company. Uh, it's a sports car manufactured by John DeLorean, DeLorean Motor Company in America, uh, for the Americas market in 1981-82. Really only one vehicle came out in that two-year process. Uh, features, as I said, the gullwing doors and a fiberglass underbody, which was non-construction brushed stainless steel That's added best. to it. Oh. So it's truly unique looking at it. The cigar became an icon. Or oh, uh, the car. The car. The cigar I'm smoking right now could become an icon. Could become because we're smoking a Padron Cameroon. You ever had turkey beef jerky? (laughs) (laughs) With like an almond base? Yeah. Yeah, made with almond milk. That's how you get turkey to become beef, by the way. But that was was on the Golden Connecticut Shade one. Right. That's not what you have here. Correct. We have sweetness going on. This is cinnamon sweet mandarin orange tea. Yes. That's right. And you even remember these things. Because that's what it is. Yeah. That's why I can remember it. But this car, the DeLorean, uh, appeared in a, mod- a modified version of a time machine back to the future film trilogy that came out in 1985. Why did we pick this vehicle? First off, it's cool as hell. Yeah. But the, the thing is, we opened Two Guys Smoke Shop in 1985 when this movie came out. And the car was out before that. But I'll tell you, if the car was out in 1985 when that movie came oh, out, man. the thing would have been, oh, my God, every kid would would have wanted totally. this. Totally. Uh, the car was named DMC-12, and this, this vehicle uh, uh, that we have out here sold originally for how much money? Oh, Brand good new. question. Good question. In what year, 82? I'm going with 81, 82. 12,500, that's my guess. I'm going, uh, I'm going 26. The DMC-12 was named after its price tag, $12,000. There you go, brother. I went over, I lose. So DMC-12, named after how much it cost. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Now, is that a lot then? I don't even... I would say that's a lot. Yeah. 1980, 81, 82. 
Uh, production originally began in 1981 in uh, West Belfast, Ireland. And only 12,200 DMC-12s were made before the production was halted in 1982. So there's only 9,200 ever existed, ever. Why were ever. they halted? I mean... Well, why did they halt it? The DeLorean Motor Company went bankrupt in 1982 following John DeLorean's arrest in October that year during drug trafficking charges. They had said that he was importing the cigars with cocaine in them. The cars, not the cigars. Did I say <laughs> cigars again? Yes. <laughs> Very hard for me to uh, differentiate uh, a word that both starts with C. Um, later, uh, he was found not guilty, but the uh, company was yeah, bankrupt unfortunately, at that point. A, a charge like that sticks with you forever. Yeah. Uh, the latest I have is information from 2007 that at that time, 6,500 of the original 9,200 cars were still in existence. People hung on to these cars. They're icons. They did whatever they had to do to keep, keep them together. So in 2007, there were 6,500 cars still in existence. DMC-12 was only available with two factory options, um, the no-cost manual transmission and the automatic transmission that exists here in your choice of gray or black interior. Nice. Uh, standard features including stainless steel body panels, yeah. gullwing doors, um, uh, torsion bars, leather seat trim, air conditioning, AM, FM, cassette, stereo, big deal at that time, power windows that are what, six inches? <laughs> Even though it has a big window, that little cutout is all the window goes down. Oh, that, really? That yeah, you thing. can't fit that whole window when it, when it goes down into the body. It just you, wouldn't fit into the gullwing door. You cannot door. go through drive through with that vehicle <laughs> no and get kidding. a cup of coffee. No kidding. It doesn't work. <laughs> Nor does it have a cup holder, and it has a five-speed transmission. So you can't drink a cup of coffee, and ah. so it's impractical for all intents and purposes. I can't eat, drink, and drive, and um, that's what I do. It has um, uh, window locks, which was a big deal at that time, and... Um, uh, tilting telescopic steering wheel that was first in that vehicle. Tinted uh, glass, not much of tinted glass, I'll tell you. Body side molding, intermittent windshield wipers. Hmm. Big deal again when that came out. What is it? Intermittent. Intermittent uh, oh. windshield wipers. He makes yeah. up words in Inter Intermittent. Intermittent, uh, <laughs> constant windshield wipers. And uh, an electric rear window defogger. All big in 1981, yeah. 82. I mean, right now, we don't, we don't even look, look at that as... Uh, Do you guys ever remember the Los Angeles Times in uh, just after Back to the Future came out? They came out with a predictions for 2013. No. Their entire newspaper was dedicated to predicting what the world would be like in 2013. Do you guys remember that at all? No. Uh, who did it? The Los Angeles Times. No. Uh, in the late 80s. They predicted that we would have something called a smart car with more spacious interiors. They'd be much safer. They would be able to park themselves. Yep. They would have auto braking if, if the car sensed that another object was too close. Yep. Onboard com computers, in, uh, including navigation, voice-activated radios. You'd be able to call wow. from your car and even TV. They nailed it. They also predicted that you would have robots in your home, Got which... It. Other than gimmicky vacuums that you can set to yep. do the thing or, yeah. or ones for your pool, uh, that, that one never came true. Uh, pet robots 
which do exist. Yeah, toys. On a, uh, on a small scale. I give them a half a point for that. Yeah. Video phones, which yeah. we have. Yeah. Skype. Yeah. Free calling anywhere. Someone else has Skype. Yeah. Fiber optic networks. Yeah. Fios just came out. Yeah. They predicted that you'd be able to work from home through the network, or we would call it the internet. Uh, you'd have well, electronic call mail. It, yeah, what Freddie call, call it? Call it. The intranets. 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 Washing machines that could detect how dirty the laundry is and add the right amount of detergent. That just came out. Yes, but that, 2013, that they got that one. Uh, that we would land a robot on Mars. Nailed yep. that. Uh, the population of I know, citizens. I know the guy that did it. He's a customer. Nice. Yes. That made the robot. Really? Yes. He's a customer. Cool. Uh, population of citizens over 65 would more than double. They had uh, 1.1 million in uh, 1988, and there's 3.2 million now just in Los Angeles. Almost tripled. Uh, helmets that pro- project different scenery w- while you work out. Uh, this was uh, sort of an underestimation. We have what's called Google Glasses that just came out in 2013, where you can surf the web, check your email, and watch videos while you are also walking around and interacting with real life. Uh, schools with complex video system systems for monitoring the kids. We certainly have that. Uh, this one they got wrong. Principals. You'd have one principal being able to manage up to five schools using this video network. Uh, I don't see the teachers union uh, in Obama allowing Nation that. ever allowing that one to happen. Uh, you'd be able to take college classes at home. You can. Check. Uh, video wall art. Yes. 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 Home appliances that are plugged into the network and can generate fix-me tickets. Uh, with manufacturers or repair shops, which we also have, uh, one of some of the new washing machines can tell you if there's a problem, uh, dishwashers as well, and they'll send out an email to the company of your choosing to let them know what part needs to be fixed. So much happened in the past 28 years. So much happened since... Uh it's, it, it, I, I got to say, look at the, they're actually taking pictures while they're, they're driving by. That's craziness <laughs> yeah. going on here. It actually, this worked, man. This is good. There's people all over the place taking pictures of this thing. How'd you like to win it for 200 bucks? Have a great night out and um, have uh, 15 cigars. It's crazy not to do it. Fact, it you is. get it's the cool. cigars back. Yeah. You get the show of your life. You get to smoke cigars with 400 other dudes. Have a great time. It's awesome. A band. People are taking their picture next to it. It's it's craziness. It's a, I got a smile on my face because it's exactly how I envisioned this to happen, and it did. It's, a, it's an it's awesome so cool promotion. Working, man. I mean, yeah. it just stops you. Yeah. Who doesn't want that? No, I You don't. want it. And, and if you don't and you're lucky enough to win it, believe me, there'll be a whole bunch of guys there with a pile of cash looking to get it. It's, it, it's mint. It's right. Uh, hey, listen, we got so much to go, so let, let's take a break. And we come back, uh, I'll tell you about a little about the franchise of Back to the Future. Also, we have uh, news from the Asylum, uh, this classic day in, in history, a little contest for you guys, and lots more. We're smoking Padron, 1964 African Cameroon. Nobody had this before. Nobody. And lots more coming up. So live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... 
Oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, Cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke Cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke Cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex, 
and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new, well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm -hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium body, tasty, and well-balanced equilibrium cigars? <laughs> equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, Derby Day. And we got the DeLorean outside. Everybody's taking pictures. I got the official uh, Kentucky Derby program right here. And uh, Mogi, our statistician over here, uh, has picked um, Verrazano. Yep. The same thing you did. Yep. It's wise man. Wise man, huh? He's number 14. He's a wise guy. He's a wise guy. So know, I don't know about wise man. So, um, all right, uh, we're smoking the Padron Cameroon. And uh, this is the Padron 1964 Cameroon. Again, I want to uh, tell you that Padron had nothing to do with this. They did not sign uh, off on it. They did, they did not, not okay, okay this. <laughs> and uh, we apologize in advance for messing with their already perfect cigar, but we wanted to see uh, this is to help them in the future. Uh, the future being next year, their 50th anniversary, they need to come out with something special. Um, what if we ended up changing uh, and making something different that they never came out with before? How about an African Cameroon wrapper on the 1964 anniversary as their 50th anniversary? Yeah. How about a Golden yeah. Connecticut Shade wrapper for their 50th golden anniversary? How about that? They seem like both uh, good ideas. Uh, I was expecting to uh, say to Mr. Jonathan, uh, you blew it, and it's awful, and don't be you're not a blender. But I'll tell you, it's a very good cigar. I like what it tastes like. It's very different. This is more different than the Connecticut Shade one. Yeah. This has a totally the, different cigar. The only problem, although it's phenomenal, it looks like a regular Padron. The wrapper color isn't that different. Right. You wouldn't know it. So they would have to actually change the band. They would actually have to change the band or do, or do something uh, to that effect to let them know uh, they already have gold in their band anyway, but um, now after reading their, their thing, maybe they need to go back in time to the original Padron, which would be make a Padron using all 
uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, which was oh, the first Padron ever yeah, done, yeah. or at least put a Connecticut Broadleaf on the cigar. Yep. As a, as a piece of that, maybe something to mess around with. Okay. Connecticut Broadleaf. Yep. Yeah. I can think of a couple cigars that use Connecticut Broadleaf. Okay. Anyway, it's time for news from the asylum, brought to you by Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news and stories, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners, truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 6x80. That's right, that's Asylum. All right, today's story comes from February 20th. 1991, an A6 jet is ready to take off. As a trainee checks the launching mechanism, the engines are at full throttle. And as the trainee starts to move away, John Bridges comes to make sure everything is okay, and then all hell breaks loose. This occurred during Desert Storm, and John Bridges did survive. What allowed him to survive was the design of the A6 engine. There's a long bullet or cone that extends in front of the first stage fans. When he was sucked in, right. I remember this. His, his arm extended above his head, which caused his body to wedge between the bullet and the inside wall of the intake. Lucky for him, his cranial and float coat were sucked in first, causing the foreign object to damage the engine, which prompted the pilot to cut the throttle. It took three full minutes for him to push his way out of the intake after being sucked in. Wow. Needless to say, he was seen on the flight deck. He was not seen on the flight deck for the rest of the mission. Uh, Bridges actually walked away with minor injuries to his head and arm, but he left the Navy shortly thereafter. Big surprise! Wow! Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Truly flavorful, medium-bodied cigars with sizes ranging from four by forty-four to the insane six by eighty. That's insane. That's Asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. Did you see the new one from Asylum? I have it right here, Asylum 13. Look at that. Look at this cigar. What is this called? That's the Ogre. The Ogre. So it is, speaking of uh, the insane... This is a 7 by 70 first off, but added to that, it, is, it appears to be a Maduro in a Candela, Baba Pole striped. It's pretty cool looking, actually. The Ogre. Is Both this? interesting that they went that way because uh, Maduro wrapper is a little sweeter, and Candela wrapper has a bite. sweetness to it. With a little bit of bite, yeah. so the two flavors playing off each other, both in the sweeter category. Yeah, a little sweet and sour soup here going on there or something? There you go. One of our employees, Eric, uh, in the mail order room, when that thing came in, smoked it all the way to the band. How long did that Three take? and a half hours. You get your eight bucks worth here, huh? Oh, my God. Wow. That's I can't insane. do it. I can't do it. And, and we're waiting for it to come in. I hear it's out there already. We haven't received ours yet. Six by 80. Six by 80. It's insane. Enough. I think that's the end. 
I'm going to make the call right now. It has jumped the shock at this point. Six by 80. Listen, everybody. That's it. I call a truce. Six by 80 Uncle. ends it right Uncle. here. Uncle. It's enough. My God. Yeah. The ogre. They're, they're buying them. They're picking them up. It's crazy. It's insane. It's asylum. That's asylum. That's it. So, uh... We have the DeLorean out there, and people are uh, stopping by. They're buying tickets. We're up to 225 tickets sold. That leaves about 175 left. We've still got about four, four and a half hours left in the day. We're trying to do it off in one day if it's possible. If not, they'll be available tomorrow and uh, for however long it takes to end up selling out. But uh, it's possible it could sell out today. I mean, it's going. It's chugging along. It's it's. Attracting attention. Yeah. I'll bring the, the uh, DeLorean over to another store tomorrow, get a little attention over there, and finish it up if, uh, needs, if it needs to be. And there's no hurry. It's not till September 25th, but let's just, uh, let's just wrap it off. Let's wrap, wrap it up, it up. baby. So uh, back to the future, uh, science, uh, science fiction uh, adventure and comedy film starring uh, uh, Michael, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly. Yeah. A.K.A. Calvin Klein. Yes. Nice. That's right. And uh, Christopher Lloyd, known as Dr. Emmett L. Brown, uh, featuring the DeLorean. It certainly changed the DeLorean forever. Um, I don't know. What do we got going on? That is not me. Wow. I don't know. Something going on in the studio. There has to be. Rich is in the studio uh, playing back. I'm not even plugged in. I I unplugged myself. (laughs) That is not me. This is uh, this is live radio, folks. Uh, he really likes that city. Any- <laughs> see the new one from Asylum. I haven't. Anyway, uh, highest grossing film of 1985, Back to the Future. Highest grossing film. Then they came out with uh, Back to the Future two and three, 89 and 1990. And unlike some sequels, those were as good as the first one, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But anyway, it was. Uh, Remember when they had the DeLorean and he had to take off all of a sudden because uh, they were being attacked? That was the Libyans. Yes. He had to attack them uh, because he, was, uh, he had their stolen plutonium um, to use for the flux capacitor to get it up to 1.21 gigawatts for traveling time. And uh, they arrived in 1955. Some of the things I'm going to be using for our anniversary yeah. party. Ah. Uh, they arrive in 1955, and that's when they didn't understand uh, Calvin Klein, and they didn't understand all that stuff. So uh, uh, I'm going to use some of that information anyway. But I got some information for you today. Um, this classic day in American history brought to you by Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classics are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in America's in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specialty aged Nicaraguan long filler tobaccos. Celebrate today, May 4th, with Alec Bradley's American Classic Cigars. But what year was it? Today I have nine questions to ask you two to see who's better. What year was it? And uh, we'll start off with the winner of last week, which was... The Chuck Morrison. Chuck Morrison. The cheating Chuck Morrison. Cheating Chuck, huh? Not at Come all. On, man. It's not Chuck and that cheats. It's David that cheats. You guys have some sort of code no, worked out. Listen, no. I, I got nine questions. Some uh, kind it's of an nonsense. odd number so that I will have a winner. Um, so the first question. The United States began construction this day, May 4th, 
on the Panama Canal. What year was it? Without going over, what year was it? I'm going first? Yep. 1962. 1962, Panama Canal. I'm going with 1963. 1904. 1904. He went over. Oh, I did go over. His date is over. He's past the closer, date. Closer, but over. Over. But so, I was closer. So no points are no. awarded, and we are all stupider for having to listen to the two of you. <laughs> okay, so nobody got that. Ernest Hemingway wins the, the Pulitzer Prize for Old Man at the Sea. Ernest Hemingway, cigar smoker. Ernest it's Hemingway. It's my turn to go. It's your so turn to go. I'm going with uh, 1931. 1931, Ernest Hemingway. 1929. 1929. Mr. Jonathan would win because it was 1953. Am yeah, I right? Yeah, baby. Wow. You didn't go over? I did not go over. Okay, so Mr. Jonathan gets that. Uh, the, today... On May 4th, the first Grammy Awards were held today. True. True. <laughs> that is correct. Your turn, It Chuck. is true. All these are true. But today, what year? 1961. 61. Going with 59. 59 would be exactly correct. Wow. Exactly I should correct. get a bonus point for that. You I'm should. at three. And uh, Chuck is at we, zero. We need to come up with, if you hit, hit it on the head, but we, we didn't say that in advance. But I that's just actually, said it. That's a good idea. Uh, this uh, May 4th, uh, Iran-Contra affair. Former White House aide Oliver North is convicted for three crimes today. However, later overturned on appeal. 1980. Nope. I think I'm close to Chuck. Eight. He went first last time. No, you did. No, he did. I went second. Go I got it right. All right. Go ahead. I got my guess. I got 88. I got 81. It's 89. Wow. Oh, you got it, too. Mr. Jonathan snap. running away. Going for the sweep. Three now in a row. Chuck's turn to go first. Okay. All right. A federal judge in Sacramento, California, gives the Unabomber, mm. Theodore Kaczynski, four life sentences plus 30 years after Kaczynski accepts a plea agreement, sparing him from the death penalty. 95. I am going with 1992. It is 1998. Chuck gets that one. Nice. Bam. Avoided the sweep. Avoided the street. Uh, Randy Travis, American singer, songwriter, musician, and actor. Randy Travis uh, is an uh, award-winning Christian country singer, composer, and actor. Born this day. Today's his birthday. May 4th. What year? He was born in, I think he's the same age as uh, my dad, so I'm going to go with he's uh, 1954. 1954. Yeah, de- de- definitely. Don't, no Googling. No, I'm not Googling. I'm writing down my answer. Uh, my cousin is his, or was his agent. I'm not sure if he's still around or not. Really? little fun fact for you. Really? 1961 is the answer. 61 would be slightly over. It's 1959. Oh, Mr. Jonathan. Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> Chuck goes first now. That was a little uh, Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson, who that was. Uh, Lance Bass. Member of the multi-platinum boy band, Mr. Jonathan, what? In sync. In sync. Yeah. yeah. Lance. Was born this day. Today's his birthday. Yep. What year? Nineteen seventy-nine. I'm going with he and I are the same exact age. Nineteen seventy-eight. Definitely seventy-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Little Rain Man going on there. Nineteen eighty would be the correct answer. Oh, Nineteen eighty. Gets that so one. Chuck gets it. Uh, Mo Howard, American actor and comedian from the Three Stooges. Yep. Died this day. What year? My turn. I'm going. Sure. Um, Mo Howard. Scott Mo Smoker. was born in 54. I I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Died. He died. He died. He died in uh, 82. Uh, 88. 
75 is exactly correct. Wow. Wow. Exactly correct. Teddy, give Teddy a point for that. But who got that answer? Nobody. Nobody. Because you We're guys both went over, over yeah. right? Um, May 4th. This is the last one. Does it matter? Yes. It always matters, but I'm leading in a commanding way. Okay. It doesn't matter, but you're leading. May 4 is considered a holiday by fans of this. They celebrate its culture and honor it. It's a day because of the popular pun of May 4th. What fan-made holiday is this, Chuck Morris? Star Wars, may the 4th be with you. That is correct. Star Wars. There's no date. It's a date contest. I'm, I'm giving my answer then. I'm Star going Wars. with Star Wars. Star Wars celebrates uh, Star Wars culture and honors the film. The Star Wars Day is most popular for the pun. May the fourth be with you. There's a new fourth. one coming out. You hear that? No. Yeah. I did hear that. Episode seven. Really? This classic day of American history brought to you by Alec Bradley Classic Cigars. Alec Bradley American Classics are affordably priced and inspired by cigars popular in the early part of the 20th century. Mild to medium body blends of specialty-aged Nicaraguan long-filled tobaccos. Celebrate today, May 4th, with Alec Bradley American Classic Cigars. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. So that's what we have there. Makes your tongue want to start lifting. He should get, what was the name of the spaceship in Star Wars? The Enterprise? No, that's Star Trek. Oh. Ah, uh, I forget it's Star Wars. I'm not a sci-fi guy. I was going to say that would make a great anniversary party for like your 50th. What to get that? Get get the, get the spaceship. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But that stuff goes for <laughs> so big money. There's so many guys that are so into that. It's unbelievable. Are you yeah. a, are you a Trekkie or I mean, stuff? No, not really. Not a Trekkie. I not mean, Star Wars. I was a fan of. I mean, yeah. I'll go see the new movie probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, I won't so, wait in line the day of. I mean, yeah. Two months in or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I heard they're going to bring back, uh, like, the original actors. Oh, nice. Harrison Ford, whoever played Luke. Which one? Uh, the guy who played Captain Kirk. He no, that's Star Wars. I mean, that's Star Trek. Yeah. That's the same thing. It isn't. It isn't. Excuse me? Luke? Yeah. It's the same thing. <laughs> Some of these guys get very upset with this. The, uh, the, the, the Trekkies and stuff. Oh, oh, I think your Dungeons and Dragons crew is calling you so, back. So there, Trekkies are Star Trek, obviously, right? That's right, yeah. Right? yeah. What, a, what a Cigar Wars, Star Wars people. Cigar Wars, he's on fire. I love it. Uh, I don't even know. What do we got here? Uh, are they Trekkies? I mean, what are they? Are they- losers? <laughs> <laughs> they're losers. Uh, they're also virgins. <laughs> what are uh, those people? I don't know. Um, anyway... Um, uh, tomorrow, I will be on uh, Pat Whitley's restaurant show. You hear him nice. doing, doing the commercial for uh, it's the long, longest running uh, radio show of its kind, uh, the restaurant show. I'll be on tomorrow at 11 o'clock on RKO. Can we listen uh, live online Boston. or anything? I mean, how can our audience listen to that? Can they watch you? I don't know. Do they have a wide angle camera at the uh, restaurant show? Oh, oh really? <laughs> wow. That is not debonair of you at all. That is not debonair. Wow. Oh, yeah. He's feeling very comfortable. <laughs> feeling very comfortable. You take away his show sheet and look at the confidence. This guy Man, I, just, I had to go there. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was not very debonair of me. No, it was not. No. But I will take a sip of coffee. Yeah, you should. So uh, what do we have here? I have... Uh, um, what are you Googling? I'm, I'm not Googling. I'm seeing uh, the wife wrote to me here, and I can't understand. She probably hates the segment with yeah. old Far Freddy. <laughs> she, uh, if there's one they hate, it was probably last week's. Yeah, she, yeah, she wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. I heard. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't. She called me juvenile. 
and she would be right She's on. She's hundred percent right. Yeah, Why is she yeah. blaming you? It's fast, Freddie. No, because I, it's Freddie and I going back and forth, writing no, it together. It's I think just, it was something you said about Mr. John Connie's uh, sister, actually. Yeah. If, if you remember she is that. A, a huge fan of the Bushes. No. I just right. left on All the right. edge. No, see, now you don't have to add to it. See? You just leave it alone. That would be gentlemen of you. Somebody said they didn't like it, and you just leave it alone. You don't have to get, I was reminding add people. to it. No, you don't have to rem- remind them. Those, she liked the presidents. You know, it's like when you accidentally slip and say a, a curse word that gets us in trouble. You just keep going like they told us the third time yeah. before giving us the fine. Yeah. yeah. Act like nothing happened. And uh, I still hold the record. I'm the only person never to have sworn on this show. Chuck, I'm sure. Chuck I has. caught myself, though. He slipped, like... although the, they, they bleeped it out. They got the dump button oh, yeah. going on the radio, so that was safe. You've been undumped several times. Tommy Grella, <laughs> several times. Jesus Fuego, several times in the one episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, there's been some mistakes, and uh, I have not heard from uh, Satellite Radio. I gave them the information that they asked for and hoping uh, they were apparently in no hurry to get us. They should be they should because be. advertisers are jumping on. We're growing. We're uh, Davidoff hopping on board. Yeah. Excellent commercial. Nice yeah. job, Mr. Jonathan, on the VO. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. VO? VO, voiceover. Yeah, that has nothing to do with him at all. <laughs> at all. Once you know they, it wasn't me because it didn't sound like me. I have one voice. I can go three or four words with almost any voice, and then it immediately reverts back to me. It's a blessing and a curse. Absolutely. Luckily, I, I like my own voice. Yeah, I so, dig it. So, so that's one. <laughs> that's one of us. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, cigar news. Uh, not a lot going on. We have, um, I did get a call from, um, oh, help me out here. Uh, Jose this, Dominguez. Yeah, Jose Dominguez will be on the show next week. Awesome. Uh, he's flying in. I'm going off to, um, to see Davidoff this week, uh, flying into Florida. And we advisory have, committee stuff? Yep, the uh, nice. advisory board. I sit on their advisory board. Uh, they take adv- advice from me. They don't use it, but they actually take the advice. They listen to you. They, they just don't do it. Yeah. Um, but they have, uh, they're very, very excited about their new cigar coming out, which is the Davidoff, what was early referred to as Davidoff Black. Yeah. It will be the Davidoff Nicaraguan. And it will have a black band on it, and it will be the opposite of every Davidoff you've ever had. I hope to have smoked that uh, by the time I get on the show next week. I imagine uh, I advise them to have a sample for me. I advise them to have three samples for you to take with you. That would be nice. So that we can smoke it on the show. But we have been invited. The Cigar Authority has been invited to New York City to uh, come for the official launch. For the official launch. And uh, the launch party, we can set up completely if we want, but they said there'll be a lot of people around, and it'll be awful loud. Um, but we can bring a uh, microphone. I don't know if you saw Mr. Jonathan hooked up yeah, microphone the microphone up to the Yeah. Maybe that would be an option or uh, whatever. Get some interviews. Yeah. So uh, we, can, we can go either That's way with be that. August uh, 20th? No. no June 20th? No. June, I think. June something. Whatever. We have no information uh, as usual. available at this time, as usual. But it's, it's in my calendar anyway, put away. But uh, we're, gonna, we're going no matter what. 
We're going no matter what. But next week I'll come back not only with Jose Dominguez that I'm picking him up at the Tampa airport and bringing him back with me. I will bring back uh, samples if at all possible um, so we can end up doing that. So that'll be next week. July. July 20th. July 20th. We'll, get, uh, we'll be fresh back from the IPCPR. Oh, we'll have so much news at that, at that point. We're going to actually we're gonna have to do a recorded show for that week. because uh, Sam Lachia I talked to this week on the phone. That's who I was thinking of. Making, yes. making his comeback into the uh, into the cigar business. Sam uh, has his new cigars, black and white. Yes. And we should be getting those cigars in any day now. Yeah. And uh, we'll have those on the show also. Uh, but next week we have Jose Dominguez and we have something uh, special to smoke along with him, I believe, Rhapsody. Try that and lots more. So uh, that we can look forward to next week. So uh, we're running out of time. We're running out of time. And you are running out of time if you want to buy your tickets to Two Guys' 28th anniversary. The event is not till September 25th. It's a Wednesday night. But if you want tickets, I would say uh, you possibly could have uh, four, four hours left. It's possible we have some tickets for tomorrow, but uh, we, we don't know for sure. I have a number right now. It's 250 Tickets sold so far today, 250. We're going to sell 400 of them. There'll be 500 people there, but 400 tickets will be sold. So uh, come on down. We're at exit one off Route 93. If you want to get tickets, we all, we're at exit one off actually every uh, every stop. So uh, that's it for us. So for Rich in the studio, thanks, Rich. You did a good job. Chuck Morrison by our side, Mr. Jonathan. I am David Garofalo. Thank you all for listening to Cigar Authority this week. And you've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And when you're smoking your Padron African Cameroon, which doesn't exist, please keep the lid end out of your mouth. It's one of three for crying out loud. Bye, everybody. Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady, too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado Cigars. Lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado Cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. Try to save some money around here. You hear? Two guys rock. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. 
you can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices. 